Hey, good morning. It's uh, Wednesday of Holy Week. I hope you uh, have had a had a good start to your Holy Week this week. And uh, now we've had our Monday and Tuesday, uh, Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday. And now it's fixing to kick into high gear starting today and moving uh, through the rest of this week. So uh, I was been a good experience for you thus far. I would invite you if you're in the Madison area to come by the church, come by St. Matthews and uh Walk the Stations of the Cross. It's really powerful this year. Uh, our our prayer ministry team and Kay and others have done a great job getting that um, getting that up. So uh, I would encourage you to take some time today if you have a chance. It'll be open tonight um, um, as well. So I'd invite you to come after work or before work or, or come during the day if you can to walk the Stations of the Cross. And it will be up through our Good Friday service um, this week. So, um, and of course, there's still time to sign up for our prayer vigil Thursday through Thursday night through Friday night. Um, we have a few spots left left for that. So, be, oh, we have plenty of spots. We, we have as many spots as we want. People can pray as long as they want to, but we have a few more open open hours uh, that folks can sign up for. So, be sure to do that. And then, of course, um, make plans to worship with us or your home church on um, Easter Sunday morning. It's going to be a great Easter. I can't wait for it. But today is the Wednesday, oh, and no Bible study tonight, on kind of Holy Week, we'll have, um, I'm encouraging folks to come walk the Stations of the Cross tonight. Um, so that'll be open tonight during our Bible study time, so be sure to, be sure to do that. But um, tonight, uh, today rather, we're going to be looking, today is the Wednesday of Holy Week, and this is sometimes, this is something I didn't realize last year, this Wednesday is often called Spy Wednesday. I was unaware that uh, this day had a name until last year, and you think growing up in the church and being a preacher, I'd be aware that this day has a name, but um, today it's called Spy Wednesday. Today we focus on um, Judas's betrayal of Jesus. So today I'm going to read to you from Luke chapter 22, or read verses 1 through 6. This is Luke 22, 1 through 6. Now the festival of the unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, but they were afraid of the people. And Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priest and the officers of the temple police about he might, he, how he might betray him to them. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began to look for an opportunity to betray him when no crowd was present. So um, this day is called Spy Wednesday because in many ways Judas becomes a spy um, and betrays Jesus. And I think there's a, uh, there's, there's a lot... A lot going on here that we can talk about today. Um, I think today, um, I've all, you know, when it comes to Judas, I think, I think sometimes we miss the virtues of Judas. Stay with me when I say that, because you, when you think of Judas, you don't really think of virtues. Um, but remember, Judas was one who was one of the twelve. He was one Jesus called himself. Um, he was the money keeper, which means the other disciples trusted him because. As we know as humans, we don't just give our money over to anybody. So there were there were many characteristics about Judas apparently that commended him for worthiness for the disciples and then even even for Jesus. Um, but we see here what I and so sometimes we talk when I talk about Judas, I like to kind of highlight, hey, this is what we do know that was good about him. And then some scholars think that what Judas was trying to do. Remember on Palm Sunday when Jesus came into town. And everybody said, "Hey, you know, Hosanna to the king, of the son of David, uh, who who will bring the uh, the bring the kingdom of his ancestor." Basically, there was this thing in the culture that they were looking for their expectation of Messiah 
was going to be one who's going to raise up an army and going to um, and going to lead the Romans and, and crush the Romans. That's why they're trying to stay away from a crowd here. They don't want Jesus raising up a crowd. They thought Jesus would raise up an army and get rid of the the Romans and, and all of that. That's what they were looking. So some people will tell you that Judas was doing this as a way to kind of force Jesus' hands, because Jesus is not showing an indication to raise up an army. So maybe some people will say, well, maybe Judas is what he was really trying to do here was he was trying to basically force the issue. He was trying to throw gas in the fire and make sure that Jesus did what he did this. But we see when we look at the life of Jesus over the next few days, that was that was never Jesus' intent. He tells Pilate, "You have no power over me." He says, "If my kingdom was of this world, my my followers would fight." So that's not what Jesus is doing. Judas totally misunderstands Jesus' intent, as did so many people. Frankly, as did a lot of the disciples until Pentecost. And then they really, through the Holy Spirit, understand what Jesus uh, was doing. And so we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about Judas in those light, in light of that sometimes. At least I do. Um, but today I really want to focus on um, the spiritual dimension. Because it says here, then Satan entered into Judas. This is verse three. Then Satan entered into Judas, called the called, called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priest and the officer of the temple about when he may betray him to them. Um, yeah, there is a deep spiritual dimension happening here. Um, the devil was at play. The devil was at work. And um, he he played upon Judas's expectation and Judas's weaknesses and Judas's faults, and it gave him the opportunity to influence Judas in what seemed to be a terrible way, of course, which God redeemed through the cross and through the resurrection and through the empty grave, which was God's plan the entire time. But we see how Satan entered into Judas and caused him to betray his Lord, which when you keep reading, you see he had he had immediate regret for. Betray his friends, betray his ideals, betray everything that he held precious at some point. At some point he held all these things precious, y'all. At some point he did. At some point he willingly following Jesus was not easy in that day. It was not an easy decision. So at some point Judas was willing to give up everything that he had to follow Jesus at some point. And Satan caused him to betray them. I think this is a warning to us in many ways. Particularly those of us that are Christians. He's gonna he's gonna poke at us. He's gonna prod at us. Remember I quoted a few I guess last week at some point. John 10, John 10, 10, the thief comes to rob, kill, and to destroy. Um, one thing the devil longs to do is to rob, kill, and destroy. And he would love, love for us to betray our ideals. Love for us to betray our Savior. Love for us to betray our friends and fellow church members and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Betrayal is kind of his thing in some ways. So he, in many ways, uses Judas's desire to see this kingdom of God, come, to see this kingdom come. And when he, Judas begins to realize that maybe Jesus isn't going to do it the way he wanted him to do it, he pokes at him, pokes at him and says, hey, 
let's force him. Hey, let's hey let's let, 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 let's make this happen. Let's do it. Come on, let's, he's not doing. Let's take it into our own hands. Let's do it ourselves. Let's make it happen. And in that, he betrays with a kiss the Savior of the world. So be on guard, Christians. Be on guard. Be on guard against the powers of evil. Be on guard against Satan. Be on guard against that impulse to take it in your own hands. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Bah. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to slow down and to trust in Jesus' plan. Now, of course, I think, I think as much as we see the devil force this to happen, let's also understand this. The cross and the grave were the plan for the redemption of humanity before humanity was ever created. And the Bible tells us that Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. So in many ways, these next few days are going to be very dark and very hard. But don't forget who's in control. And don't forget who's at work. As much as it appears as though the devil has gained a victory in these things, the Lord is actually using the devil to accomplish his plan. The Lord is using the devil. As much as it appears as though Satan is striking right here, and on the surface it does look that way, in the end, the Lord is actually using the devil to accomplish the plan that the Lord had, which was the redemption of humanity and the redemption of the world. So trust in God. Be on guard against evil. Be on guard against the evil in your life. Be on guard against your evil impulses. Be on guard against evil thoughts and, and, and things that are, that are pulling at us. But walk faithfully with God. And understand that God used even the devil today to accomplish his plan. So trust in him. Walk with him. Lean on him. And you'll find the path in this moment. In every moment. So, get ready. The next few days are going to be dark. The next few days are going to be dark. But it's okay. Sunday's coming. This will accomplish the plan that God has for all of us. For the entire world, to the redemption, to the cross. Love you guys. I'm praying for you today. Have a great Wednesday. Come walk our stations. Make plans to worship with us tomorrow night, or Friday night, and of course on Easter. Hey, have a great, uh, great Wednesday. We'll see you in the morning for Monday, Thursday. See ya. Bye.